Welcome to From Water Into Wine with Mignon Morel, the place where we discuss the practical and supernatural ways of the kingdom of God that are relevant to your life. And now, today's podcast. Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Mignon Morel. I just wanted to say uh, hello to all of our listeners from all over the world and wanted to remind those who listen to us on a continuing basis that um, we have a Facebook page and a YouTube page. And I want to encourage you to go to our website, uh, fromwaterintowine.org, and you can get access to all of those. Uh, we do a lot of Facebook live events coming up in March. We're going to be doing one on spiritual gifts. So I want to encourage you guys, uh, join our mailing list with the way things are going. Uh, that may be the best way for you to hear our upcoming, uh, podcasts and things of that nature. And I also wanted to say that we're looking for intercessors. If you are an intercessor who, uh, listens to this podcast and you feel called to pray for this ministry, um, Please reach out to us and let us know. You, again, can find our contact information on the website. So today, we're going to talk about um, a subject that I love. We're going to talk about the fruit and the gift of peace, how to maintain a peace in our lives, especially in difficult seasons. I meet many Christians from all over the world and the majority of them have one thing in common. Many of them lack peace. They lack peace because they don't understand the immense value that peace can have for their lives. Now, there's a peace that we feel when the presence of God comes and overshadows us. And there is a peace, or rather a measure of his peace, that he gave us as a gift that all Christians carry. We're going to be talking more about the latter today. Peace is a part of Jesus and his nature. That's why one of his titles is the Prince of Peace. Isaiah 9, for a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders. And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. There will be no end to the increase of his government or of peace on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness from then on and forevermore. So we see from this verse that Jesus is called the Prince of Peace. And because of that, he is the one with the authority and the ability to give us peace when we are in need of it. He is the one with the ability to give us the mental and spiritual rest and peace that we need we need in order to do life well down here. So we're going to talk about that, how we do that, how he does that. And I want to share some kingdom facts about peace with you. You know, most Christians think of peace in terms of a feeling or uh, an ability to not be bothered or agitated. You know, it comes and it goes, and we have a hard time maintaining it in everyday life, especially when our days or our weeks or even our months aren't going so well, right? But in reality, that's not what peace is for a Christian. That's what peace is for people who are unbelievers, but that's not what peace is for a kingdom Christian. 
For kingdom Christians, peace is actually a gift to us that can be used as a weapon in warfare. It is a form of power and it is a form of protection. Now, once you understand this concept, your life and how you encounter and maintain your peace will shift. So let's talk about these areas. Let's talk about peace as a power. Uh, Mark 4.39, and a great windstorm arose and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern asleep on a pillow and they awoke Jesus and said to him, teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, peace, be still. And the wind ceased, sank to rest as if exhausted by its beating. And there was immediately a great calm, a perfect peacefulness. Now, this verse is talking about the storm that the disciples faced on the sea. And many scholars and I agree that this storm was actually demonic in origin because it was actually more like a hurricane. And it came after a time of ministry. So it was rather like a a backlash attack of sorts. What's interesting to note is that Jesus chose to release peace as the power that was needed to defeat and calm the storm. You know, he could have picked a myriad of other things to use. Uh, For instance, he could have bound it. He could have called down angels or he could have even called down fire, but he chose peace. Now, the question is why? Why? Because peace is a power. It has the power to calm any storm we are facing in life, both inside and out. As someone who's traveled the world, I can attest to the fact that releasing the peace of Christ has the ability to actually shift the atmosphere and remove demonic presence. I've traveled all over the world doing ministry and I've seen this time and time again. As someone who's dealt in deliverance, I can tell you that peace has the power to stop the demonic from manifesting within a person. Now, it could not do that if it was just a feeling. Peace is a spiritual power that Jesus actually gave to us as a gift to help us and use for his glory. It is a part of his nature and his presence. It is a power which leads me to peace as a weapon. Now, did you know that the opposite of peace is not anxiety? Okay, that's the world's version where peace is the opposite of fear. In the kingdom, that's not the truth. In the kingdom, we know that the opposite of peace is war. And the enemy knows this too. Many years ago, the Lord took me through a very intense and detailed time of learning firsthand about his peace as a weapon. He showed me how this concept was in his word and was demonstrated by Jesus when he was here upon the earth. And he asked me after that to start sharing that information with you. So I'm going to do that now. There are two important things to understand about peace being a weapon for us. The first one is what I like to call the kingdom law of natures. So hang with me as I explain this and break it down for you. The kingdom law of natures, Galatians 5.22, but the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the work which his presence within accomplishes is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. 
Against such things, there is no law that can bring a charge. Now, this verse is actually stating a kingdom law that the enemy has to abide by. When we flow in the fruit of the Spirit, and that fruit is growing, it is evidenced in our lives, especially peace, it says there is no charge that the enemy can bring against us. This is because the fruit of the Spirit has to do with the nature of God the characteristics of God and his nature. You know, God is love. God um, is joy. He is peace. The enemy does not have the nature of God, so he can't replicate the fruit of that. He can't replicate the nature. He can replicate the gifts and he can deceive through the gifts. And the word says in the end times, you know, we will see uh, false prophecy and false miracles. So the enemy can replicate the gifts, but he can't replicate the fruit, especially peace, because it's not a part of his nature. This means he has no real weapons that work against it because he's got nothing in common with it and it doesn't belong to him. Jesus said in John fourteen thirty. I will not talk with you much more for the prince, the evil genius ruler of the world is coming and he has no claim on me. He has nothing in common with me. There is nothing in me that belongs to him and he has no power over me. The enemy likes to attack areas in our life that we have something in common with him or rather areas where he can exert power over us through things like anxiety and stress and fear because those are all a part of his nature and he can use them like weapons against us. Peace is a part of the nature of Christ and a gift that he gave to us. It is a weapon and a protection against the enemy against draining people and negative circumstances because it actually lifts us up off the enemy's playing field by its supernatural power. Satan, as I said earlier, has no weapons against peace because it is not a part of his nature and he's got nothing in common with it. So when we are living in peace, he doesn't have full access to us or great dominion in our lives because we are not on the same playing field just like Jesus was. So what he tries to do is he pulls us out of God's peace and protection through things like distractions, frustrations, our emotions, setbacks, negative circumstances, draining people and such in order to get us to come out of our peace and get back on his playing field. How we respond to those things and how easily we give up our peace um, either grows and strengthens the nature of Christ within us and his peace or diminishes it. Now, here's something that I learned <laughs> through my time of training uh, that really helped me, that the Lord helped me to understand, and that is a, a good blessing in helping you keep your peace intact. You can't lose if you don't play the game, okay? The enemy wants to wear you out through various attacks. He wants you angry and reacting to everything because it gives him more of a platform to harass you. Don't play the game. Stay in peace like Jesus did and strive to live every day from that place of peace in him and you'll find yourself better able to have dominion over the enemy in this. The second thing we need to understand about peace as a weapon is that in reality, your peace can never be taken away because it's a gift that was given to you that remains. 
It can only be given away by you. John fourteen twenty seven. Peace I leave with you. My own peace I now give and bequeath to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Stop allowing yourselves to be agitated and disturbed, and do not permit yourselves to be fearful, intimidated, cowardly, or unsettled. So it's important to note that Jesus himself said he already gave us his peace. So when your peace leaves, question, where does it go? Where does it go? Uh, Did somebody take it? Think about it. Well, the verse explains right here what happens to our peace. It explains it right here. Do not let your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Stop allowing yourselves to be agitated and disturbed and do not permit yourselves to be fearful and intimidated, cowardly and unsettled. In other words, you are the one who has the power and control and you are the one who has the ability to give your peace away, your weapon, when the enemy comes and tries to bring you down to his level, as I said before, through all the agitations and the distractions. God's peace never goes because it was a gift and God doesn't take away his gifts. We just fall into agreement with the enemy and then get pulled down to his level because he loses when we actually stay in peace and he can't really fight us there. So his whole goal is to get us out of it down to where he is. So are you seeing now how peace is not just a feeling that comes and goes? You know, once you get a handle on the truth that peace is a powerful weapon that you actually have and that you can actually control a bit of, it changes your perspective on what you allow and don't allow in your life. You can have peace every moment of the day because Jesus gave it to you. And once you decide to stay in that peace, the resistance that comes against you starts to wane because the Holy Spirit is building more of the nature of Christ within you. That fruit of peace is growing and it actually ends up filling you to the point that it will spill out of you on to the people around you and actually act as a form of protection because peace is also a form of protection. Philippians 4, 6. Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything, but in every circumstance and in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God and God's peace shall be yours. That peace that transcends all understanding shall garrison and mount a guard over your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Isaiah 26, 3. You will guard and keep him in perfect and constant peace whose mind is stayed on you because he commits himself to you, leans on you, and hopes confidently in you. The word guard means to protect, to maintain, and to preserve. So peace protects, maintains, and preserves those areas in our lives, our hearts, our minds, and our souls, and is a form of protection for us. It is one of the reasons why Jesus left it with us to be a protection for us on so many different levels. So 
Let's talk about some ways that you can steward your peace better in your life. Because I know there are a lot of uh, things you might say, well, that's great, Mignon. I understand better now what it is, but <laughs> how do I, how do I stay in peace, especially when things are so crazy? Well, let's talk about that. First, uh, let's rec- we need to recognize that Jesus is the Prince of Peace, as we said earlier. He gave us peace and he's never taken it back. So he is the one we come to when we have lost our sense of peace or we need help in maintaining it. Now, sometimes coming to him for peace means we need to repent first for giving our peace away so we can get back in the flow of living from a place of peace with him where the distractions don't bother us so much anymore. You know, we can pray a quick prayer like, Lord Jesus, please forgive me for giving any power uh, over my peace to the enemy. I renounce giving any power to the enemy and I renounce fear and anxiety and everything else that's been pulling on me. And I ask you to help me get back in the flow and balance of your peace. So we could just pray like a quick, you know, repentance prayer, or we can ask the Lord, you know, directly what happened. Lord Jesus, where did I lose my peace? And we wait for his answer and for his direction. So sometimes we need to get refocused back on him, repent for giving away our peace. A second way to steward your peace is don't take the bait. Remember what I said earlier, you can't lose if you don't play the game. Don't give your peace away. Don't let the enemy pull you out of peace into a needless energy draining war. Remember that he can't fight you again on his own territory in Christ. All he can do is pull you out of it down to his level. When distractions come through people, uh, through circumstances and feelings, you know, stop before you allow yourself to react. Stop, go to the Holy Spirit and ask him for his help. Holy Spirit, what is happening? Uh, Is the enemy trying to steal my peace? You know, thank God, Lord Jesus, that I don't have to come out of my peace to deal with the situation or the person that's happening to me. Stop before you react and go to God first. This way you maintain that connection of peace with him before just reacting. You know, one of the biggest things the Holy Spirit will often say when the enemy is trying to pull you out of your peace is to ignore what the enemy is doing. Ignore the desire to freak out or to respond negatively in a way that pulls you out of your place of peace. The word says in dealing with the enemy, it says this, submit to God. This means you submit your will to his. That's the first thing you do. You submit your will. Holy Spirit, what do I need to do or how should I respond? Then it says resist the enemy. In this case, ignoring him is your resistance to the enemy. And he will flee. Ignore him. Remembering he can't attack you on your level. He can only pull you down to his and get you to turn your peace over to him. So don't take the bait. Don't play the game. Go to the Holy Spirit. Keep your focus on them. You know, the more you do this, the greater the peace that you already have grows until it becomes a greater form of protection where it doesn't matter what you face because you're fine regardless, no matter what's happening. And the enemy knows that if he comes against you, he's already lost. You have nothing in common with him because you are stewarding that peace and nature of Christ and it's growing within you. Now, I do want to say something here 
Because some people will say, well, what happens about, you know, tragedy, accidents, bad news, you know, those cases, and you lose your peace there. In all of these cases, I want to say the truth is this. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Go back to him. Ask him to help you in those moments. And you will often find that he will come with his presence of peace and increase that gift of peace in your life. So you know he is there and his peace is there protecting you. And the third way that can help you steward your peace better Besides, you know, of course, we already spoke about repenting and not taking the bait, not responding or reacting, um, is to get to know the Prince of Peace better. Remember I said earlier that peace is a part of Jesus's presence. When he comes to visit us, he brings his peace. So we need to learn to spend time in his presence. He is peace. That means when you come to him, there is no way you are leaving without a measure of his peace imparted to you, a measure of his peace imparted to your situation. He is the prince of peace. Becoming more uh, accustomed to that aspect of Jesus's nature, recognizing it will also help you recognize when your peace level is low. Nothing in the world gives us peace that surpasses all understanding like Jesus. Matthew eleven twenty eight, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden and overburdened, and I will cause you to rest. I will ease, relieve, and refresh your souls. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am gentle and humble and lowly in heart, and you will find rest, recreation, and quiet for your souls. Jesus is the Prince of Peace, and the more we are with him in his presence, that peace and that measure of his peace is imparted to us. Now, one thing I want to say before I close is that by doing all of these things, by understanding that peace is a weapon and a protection for you, and stewarding your peace better, uh, you're actually practicing the peace of Christ. You know, learning to live from a place of peace, letting it be the weapon for you, receiving all of its protection, that's all a process. Practice the process. When you fail, go back to Jesus, get back in the flow. And I promise you're going to learn to do it faster and recognize it faster. And you will learn eventually how to keep moving through your day and not break that connection, not break that connection. Now, I'm going to leave you with some questions to ask the Holy Spirit when you have time. And then I'm just going to pray for a greater impartation of God's peace for you. So two basic questions to ask yourself um, after you listen to this. First one, Holy Spirit, how is the enemy stealing my peace right now? Maybe it's through people or Facebook or fear of the times we're living in or the government. You know, Holy Spirit, how is the enemy stealing my peace right now? Please reveal the truth to me. And the second question we need to ask is, what do I need to do about it? Do I need to repent? Or maybe he'll say you need to rest or ignore it. You know, ask, ask him, what do I need to do about it? And let the Holy Spirit show you the steps you need to take to get back in the flow of God's peace. Those two questions. Um, I want to thank you all for listening. And right now, I would just like to pray for more of Jesus's tangible peace 
to flood your heart, your mind, and your home, especially in this season. So take a deep breath in and let it out as I pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you and give you all glory and honor for who you are. We cherish your presence. I ask you right now through the power of your spirit to visit every listener within the sound of my voice. I ask you to impart to them a greater measure of your peace, a greater measure of your peace, not only to their hearts and minds, but even to the situations they are dealing with. Lord Jesus, I thank you that you cover them in your peace, that not only is it a gift, but that it is a weapon for them to use against the enemy and the distractions of life, that you protect them in your peace and that you empower them in your peace. Lord, I ask you to uproot and remove every obstacle that has come against their peace in this last season. And I ask that as they move forward this week, that they would have special visitation from you and your spirit filled with your peace, that you would teach them how to walk with you from that place of peace and to never lose that connection with you. We thank you and we give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. For more information, podcasts, videos, prophecies, and teachings, simply go to fromwaterintowine.org and follow us on Facebook at The Water Into Wine. This podcast is produced by Media 12 Productions, media12.org.